0: DJ and PK, it is time to talk college football with Ross Dellinger, National College Football Writer for Sports Illustrated. Ross, good morning.
1: Morning, how are y'all?
0: Doing well. Uh, I'm reading different stuff. Uh, there, are, uh, we, we heard the Big 12 commissioner come out uh, uh, about a week or so ago and say, "Hey, I'm more confident now than I was 30 days ago." We're also seeing some individual schools that are testing athletes, and there's a lot of positive tests popping up, and some people worry about that. How confident are you before we start breaking down the football that the football we break down now will actually happen? Uh, you know, Labor Day weekend. Well, pretty confident, I you
1: think. Know? for a while now we've been moving in the, the right direction to, to you know, start football on time you know the last three weeks or so it's, it's kind of been we've been a lot of signs. Uh, you know and the latest one being the NCAA's uh, preseason plan that they've uh, that they've uh, outlined and uh, we'll vote on and we'll almost certainly approve tomorrow to kind of phase in workouts and training camp uh, before we start the season so all, all most signs are positive I, I think those positive tests uh, were expected, you know, when athletes uh, get back to campus, uh, as long as you don't have too many or uh, you don't have um, a lot of them you know, later in the year, like into August or so. Uh, I think initially, though, you, we all kind of knew there were going to be a few positive tests. Um, and certainly any kind of outbreaks can really derail the uh, the forward progress, you know, but right now it's, it, you know, all signs kind of uh, point to us, you know, starting a, a season on time.
2: So since you have them uh, signs pointing to a season on time, I would assume that you mean that you believe that it would be a complete 12 game season. What about fans in the stands? What do you think of that?
1: Well, I think they're certainly going to try to get, all twelve games in. I think you might see a situation where some schools might play, uh, might not play all twelve games because of, you know, an outbreak or something like that that might uh, end up canceling uh, games. Uh, they're certainly preparing for that to happen. They're preparing for disruptions, uh, interruptions, and, and even before the season starts in, in training camp, maybe in August. You know, it, as part of the the NTA preseason plan, you you know, a team has to practice uh, four weeks in order to to play a season. If they don't get those four weeks in, they don't they can't start until they do. And uh, so, there could be some interruptions um, in August uh, from virus outbreaks, and you might not be able to start on time. Some teams, um, so there there's certainly some teams that, that might not play a full schedule, and that's kind of one of the big issues that conference commissioners are discussing is. What do you do um, with a team that you know is seven and one in the conference versus a team that maybe didn't play all of its conference games, to at five and one or six and one? You know, when it comes to tiebreakers and such, they have different models for for a lot of that. You know, as far as fans, that that is one of the biggest uncertainties right now, and, and I think it will be that way until we get into August. I, I've seen some athletic directors uh, not not expecting to have any kind of real concrete plan on attendance until early to mid-August. And that's because as you wait longer and longer, you know, we learn a little more and more about about the virus and how it impacts things. And and, uh, the longer you wait, kind of, the better uh, it could be as far as, uh, you know, how many fans you could have in the stands. And we're going to see different schools do different things, you know, depending on how the virus impacted that school or that region. Might have 20% in the stadium compared to 40% or 60%. Uh, you've seen a lot of uh, athletic directors announce their plans to hold, you know, a full stadium, you know, capacity. I, that's, you know, doctors will tell you that's pretty implausible. Um, but right now, that's their expectation. Because uh, you know, if, you're, if you're doing social distancing in a stadium and you do six feet um, between, you know, groupings of four or six seats, uh, and Most architects and, and doctors will tell you that uh, you're not going to be able to fit more than 20% in a stadium. Uh, so it'll be interesting. In and like I said, it, it's we got probably two two months or so until those things might um, be a little more con- concrete. You know, there, there are a lot of unanswered questions right now when it when it comes to attendance.
0: Ross Dellinger, National College football writer for Sports Illustrated, joining us. And you've got a story out about this that that people can read online. And uh, obviously, revenue is going to take a hit. They're going to have to – there are going to be a lot of issues with expenses. Do you think the way recruiting has changed – uh, you know, guys haven't been able to get on planes. Obviously, coaches have had to, football coaches have had to recruit, and other sports coaches too have had to recruit virtually. Do you think that's here to stay? Just to save money, fewer rental cars, fewer hotels, less per diem, less airline tickets, all that stuff.
1: Certainly, uh, for these mid, mid you know mid major type programs, the group of five programs, I, I think you are going to see uh, more of that. You know, virtual type recruiting and zoom zoom uh, interviews and, and and tours you know visits through zoom and stuff like that uh, you know what you also might see that sticking around is the virtual meetings just from a team standpoint you know you're not going to see um a full team room with players you know shoulder to shoulder uh, uh at a, a team meeting uh this year and maybe Beyond, you know, you're going to have a a social distancing type meeting, or you're going to have it online. You hear a lot of coaches that are going to keep doing the virtual uh, meetings with their players and virtual film study and stuff like that. They they like it. You know, players can do it from wherever. Um, So you might see that stick around too. You know, there's a lot of things in society that are going to stick around uh, after the virus and you know after after the pandemic is over. Probably already going to always going to have the virus lingering around, but after the pandemic kind of ends, um, you're going to see a lot of things stick in society. I, I think the same way in sports, you know, uh, when it comes to, to uh, you know the virtual recruiting and, and the virtual meetings, uh, just you know from a team standpoint as well.
2: I heard some coaches say that because the players haven't been with the strength and conditioning folks the way they normally have, that they may not be in the best of shape compared to where they used to be, and they're thinking that depth is going to be more important than ever. How much do you buy that theory going into the season?
1: You know, obviously depth, depth is always important, but, but I think a lot of them are right, you know, uh, you these Athletes, uh, especially at the the major college level, are used to basically training year-round. Um, they get off, uh, you know, the calendar starts, and if you, you pick up the calendar after the football season, ends in, in December, January. Um, they get a little bit of time off in January, and then they start the winter training in February with strength and conditioning coaches, and then they get, that leads into spring practice in March and April. Um, And then they get a tiny bit of time off in May. And then that leads into summer workouts, you know, in June and July. And so that's what they're used to doing. Well, they missed most of March, uh, April, May, and a lot of them will miss parts of June. So certainly they won't be in the kind of shape uh, that we normally used to seeing players in. And and that's why the NCAA has instituted that uh, enhanced training, they're calling it, uh, in mid-late July uh, to give coaches a little more time with walkthroughs and such and strength staff a little more time to ready players for camp and thus, you know, camp readying them for the season. But there's a lot of time missed, and I'm sure we're going to see the impacts of that when the season begins.
0: Ross Dillinger joining us, National College Football Writer for Sports Illustrated. This is way out there on the horizon, but I'm curious, as the national writer, have you had any conversation with the folks who run the playoffs, the New Year Six games, the other bowl folks, and are they all on the same page as what the postseason might look like if it happens, if it doesn't happen? It'll be different if it does. Uh, what options are you hearing for December and January?
1: Yeah, you know that's that's one of the things, and may, maybe it's because it's so down the line that I haven't actually gotten around to is is you know the the postseason of football. I mean, I've read some other stories and such. Uh, you know, the bowls are they're going to be there. You know, they they obviously they make um, a lot of money, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to contour. I think their schedules and however they need to. Um, Maybe you have a drop off in a few. Who knows? It just depends on how things go uh, with the pandemic. But uh, I haven't talked to to a a good number of those folks. Uh, Now the CFP—I don't expect you know many changes there. uh, Really, you know, I know there's there's a lot of written at the start of this pandemic that maybe this will be uh, the the, you know trigger to to expand the. The playoff. I I mean, I think, you know, we're going to get an expanded playoff at some point. Uh, I don't expect anything immediate to happen because of this. But certainly these schools need, uh, you know, they're going to be losing some money if you expand the playoff. You obviously expand the the payouts and such. So that's certainly a possibility, but not. I don't think not for this year. So I I would guess that, uh, you know, everything's pretty much on schedule. The the problem with, obviously, the bowls and in the playoff, they take place during the normal flu season. So, you know, you, you wonder how that could uh, go down if, if the pandemic kind of lingers and we get a second wave or, or something of a virus or a third wave or whatnot in you know, December and January, how that impacts travel. Because think about all the, all the players and athletes that travel for bowl games across the nation uh, in the college football playoff too. So it, it might just be uh, those decisions might, you know, come deeper into the fall.
2: So you have strong East Coast ties, and we're trying to decide out here in Utah the issue with Morgan Scowley and the, and the racial slur that he sent in a text. How big of an issue is it? Does it even transfer to where you could call it a scandal from being at it from a distance? How would you view it?
1: Well, it's not, you know, it's not only there, of course. It seems to be a, a movement uh, that, you know, obviously that just pops up, and, you, and you've seen a lot of... Uh, you know, head coaches and, and strength coaches look kind of silly. Uh, obviously, look look bad for some of the uh, things that maybe they that have come up that they've said in the past and done. You know, at Iowa, obviously a lot of that is uh, going on. You, you saw the stuff with uh, Florida State uh, last week, and then obviously you mentioned uh, there at Utah. So it's 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 a kind of a a national thing right now. We're seeing. Um, you know, you you coach, coaches and in, in specifically strength coaches. You know, they say a lot of different things to motivate players, and, um, and sometimes there's a line there, and they they cross it quite a bit, I think. And those days, because of the uh, empowerment of, of athletes, those days are, are, I think, over. You know, we're kind of seeing the the end of that. Um, you know, you can you motivate you have to motivate athletes in different ways now.
0: Ross Dellinger, National College Football Writer for Sports Illustrated, joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. So, do you think there are more big surprises out there, or can we largely predict how this is going to go, or do you think we should brace for some crazy curveballs that we can't anticipate right now? Like as far as the season, like the the virus and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the biggest one is we kind
1: of mentioned it earlier, but the potential interruption of, of camp. You know, if you have a flare-up or some kind of outbreak in in August, and these teams have to have that four week of practice before the four weeks of practice where they can start. You know, if you have an interruption of a few days or something, are you going to be able to start on time? You know, that's that's one kind of big thing that I think uh, officials are fearing that that could happen uh, during the season. You know, um, uh, some kind of universal testing protocol. Is, is going to be needed, uh, where where everybody's on some similar pages, and they're discussing that from a conference standpoint on how to get a more universal policy uh, for testing during the during the year, and what players are ineligible when you have a positive test, how you do contact tracing, and, and the eligibility of those players. So those are all things that have to be taken care of, and you know th- another big fear obviously is a second or third wave with the virus coming in the middle of the football season you know they even have models of a, a split season um, so you know that's uh that's certainly a, a concern as we move forward
2: so assuming we have a season and it's played out uh, as much as regular can be do you think it's the same six eight teams that we've had vying for the 14 playoff and will be the same again you had a you kind of broke up on me. What was that again? About the playoff. If we have a regular yeah. season the way we know it, you think it'll be the same teams that we've seen the last several years vying for the playoff again?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like it would every year. That's the case, right? Uh, uh, it, it does. It. Uh, I, I would. I would expect some of the similar players to to be in there. Um, you know, it's just that's what we've gotten to in football uh is is the same with six to eight to ten competing and a lot of that's because you know budgets and in uh recruiting territory and you know i don't i don't necessarily expect that to change anytime soon uh you know the the alabamas and the um lsu's and the clemsons and the ohio states uh i expect them all to be there and, and, you know this year it's are those the next rung of teams that are on that level are they going to be able to compete this year, like Texas and uh, USC, you know, can they, can they come back? Um, uh, you know, maybe even Michigan, I, I'm, I'm certainly watching that like if you ever do you're kind of waiting for those teams because they're strong, uh, you know, histories and, and uh, athletic budgets, uh, you know, finally maybe starting to compete.
0: Well, Ross, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on the air and sharing your thoughts. Uh, Ross Dellinger, National College Football Writer for Sports Illustrated. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, guys.